movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have... They also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to tonight's show. Tonight's show, we're actually going to be talking about Warner Brothers, about how they have no plans to restore the Snyderverse, nor are they going to be doing anything with the James Wan uh, spinoff movie or any of the other stuff that they had planned with their DC projects. So the first thing I want to do is just bring us to the main topic real quick, too, with the fact that they have no plans to even restore the Snyderverse or anything like that. And this is what I have to say about that. I thought for sure, even though it wasn't confirmed, that they were going to go on ahead and do anything with the Snyder with Snyder anymore or anything like that. But there was a piece of me that was, that was going to say, that was holding out hope. Because I was like, okay, if this universe is good, if this universe is has positive word of mouth, you know, I was thinking that maybe WB, maybe Snyder might come to an understanding or make a certain deal to where maybe, just maybe, that they'll work with Snyder, make him restore the Snyderverse, and finish out the DCEU more fleshed out, have better fleshed out characters, better plot development, and not only that, but also give us better understanding into certain plots of the other films that they that we have. But now, on the other hand, it doesn't look that way at all. Fans are clamoring, and plus myself and Charlie are clamoring for them to restore the Snyder first. As a matter of fact, every single time that you see me, I'm probably going to be um, tweeting out Save the Snyderverse in respect to Snyder himself. Because to me, I think he deserves to actually have these movies fleshed out after the hype coming off of uh, 
the, this Justice League movie and everything, especially how there, he was introducing uh, the Injustice uh, plotline as well. So I thought that was also another thing, too, that they would have actually done. But it comes to no surprise when it comes down to WB. WB is very reactionary when it comes down to certain things. They don't understand what it is that us fans want or anything like that when it comes down to certain material of those films. And not only that, but I feel like this. Warner Brothers used to be the smart company back when the ex these other executives used to be in charge. Now, you, now they probably either moved on to other companies or maybe they retired. So therefore, those executives are no longer there anymore that actually care about the fan service, that cares about the fans or anything like that. Any, anyways... I understand that it's a business, but at the same time, you actually have to go off of certain things that make money and make sense. I understand that there was bad backlash with the Snyder stuff when it came down to Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel and stuff like that. But they also had their hands in the cookie jar at the same time when it came down to Batman versus Superman to the point where it was actually all cookie cutter stuff. And then also, too, with Justice League when Joss Whedon took over as well. That was also another bad decision because after that... You know, that's when Warner Brothers went on ahead, got Joss Whedon to actually try and make it just like um, Age of Ultron, just like the Avengers-type movie. But you can't do that with those characters in the DC Universe. Those DC Universe characters are totally different and more complex than what the Marvel characters are. And I feel like if there was positive word of mouth, just like any other movie or any other thing, then they would actually say, okay, Zach, you ended up doing a great job with this thing with HBO Max. We, you got, you, you know what? We're going to go ahead. We're going to green light you to do some more movies so that way you can finish off what you did. Then after that, we can start working on other projects aside from that. And I also said this too, oh, that WB needs to stop being reactionary. Now I'm going to say this. They need to learn when to be reactionary and when not to be reactionary. For example, if a movie doesn't do that great at the box office and then you're going to try and make a spinoff movie for that film that you're trying to create, that is being reactionary and you don't need to be reactionary when it comes down to that. Now, if the movie is successful, if a movie is pumped out, maybe the characters are fleshed out more and everything else, that is the time to actually start creating your universe. That is the time to start listening to the fans and gearing towards uh, caring about what you're doing. Other than that, you're, if you don't do that, you're going to look like a minion who's all over the WB building, going be-doo, be-doo, and going all over the place, which is what you guys are doing right now. So that's just me and my uh, my perspective. But what about your perspective, Charlie? What what do you have to say about some of this? Um, I'm not surprised. I knew going in to Justice League that Warner Brothers wasn't going to continue moving forward. There's been articles. They've already been coming out saying we're not moving forward. And like they, they, so they were like, they're kind of like, they closed themselves off the whole time while Justice League came out. So even though I knew it ended on a cliffhanger, I knew they weren't going to continue it. I kind of wanted to see them continue it, but I'm not really surprised that Warner Brothers didn't do it because yet you can come out with crap, like or better crap of Wonder Woman 1984 and have a two and a half hour movie that feels like four hours. And that one, yeah, it does well on HBO Max. But there's a lot of issues with it, and yet you greenlight a sequel to that, which the first two movies weren't great. They weren't they weren't like the best movie ever. I think Aquaman is better than Wonder Woman in terms of a movie. But that's me, and that's that's funny to say because Aquaman used to be the joke. 
and now it's now he's not the joke. But um, and to go on on your point about them being uh, hands in the cookie jar, yeah, Warner Brothers is like controlling his employees, like like they know, like it's a I don't know an organization in the NFL, like Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones does the same thing with the Cowboys, controlling his personnel and making like, oh, I don't like that. You need to fix it. Like, oh, I don't, I don't like how you, you've been coaching. I need to, you're fired. Um, what they did to Jason Garrett, he's being too controlly with his players. And what have they done lately? Oh yeah, that's right. They haven't done anything. They haven't been in, like they haven't they haven't done anything. They've won any Super Bowls since the 1990s. So, and that's probably when the Warner Brothers was successful, the 90s. Anyway, but no, Warner Brothers is too controlling, and it's like you wanted you wanted your own Avengers, but then again, you were way too late to the game where Marvel's actually spent. They didn't have they didn't go right into the team up. They flushed it out in movies. You had two Iron Man movies, a Captain America movie, a Thor movie, an Iron Man movie. You had five movies prior to getting to the Avengers, and what what did what did DC do? You had one Superman movie, and then you did the team up with Dawn of Justice, and then so you, you essentially three movies where you need to flesh everything out. Like they should have done the Wonder Woman movie before Dawn of Justice, or done the two movies before in times of timelines, and then lead to the team up movie. And it's like, and it's and unfortunately, it's not just DC. Warner Brothers has been getting their hands dirty in just recently. Godzilla, like Godzilla versus Kong, um, you've had issue. You had many people have been telling you and complaining and bad reviews of issues, saying there's too much human interaction. There's too many humans. No one cares about the humans. Godzilla, too many humans. Godzilla didn't show up until like it's an hour and fifty movie. Let's just say Godzilla just Godzilla shows up maybe an hour and ten minutes into the movie, and it's an hour and fifty minutes. Okay, you have a movie called Godzilla, and he doesn't show up until almost like the end of the movie. King of Monsters, two and a half hour movie. What happens? Oh yeah, humans take over for about two hours, and there's only thirty minutes of monsters fighting, and it's too dark. And then you and you hear the complaints. Okay, two and a half hours. Wow, well, we fix it. All right, let's make an hour and fifty minutes, an hour and fifty five, which is really. The, the length of the movie is really an hour and 45. And, um, okay, all right, are we going to improve on the monster fight? Okay, no, let's just show the trailer with monsters fighting. And when, when the movie comes out, we get dumps, we get Journey to the Earth, Center of the Earth plot lines, which no one cares about. We get Stranger Things plot line, which doesn't make sense. And it was very poorly shot. And, and like, and you get humans, no one Journey cares about the Center of the Earth. Yeah, right. no one cares about the humans. And humans were the main part of the movie. Like, the, the first battle sequence didn't happen. Like, the first fight sequence between Khan and Godzilla that you kept hyping up in the trailer. Oh, it's monsters, monsters, monsters. Humans were ruining that fight scene. It was punch, human. Punch, human. Choke, human. Drowning, back to humans. And that's the end of the fight. Like, I mean, like, that was, the, that was pretty much what it was. The only fight scene was the Tokyo one, which is an hour and 22 minutes into the movie. Then again, when I remind you, it's only an hour and 45. So that's like 20 minutes, like, yeah. like only a two minute fight sequence. And that was no human interaction. Really? You're promising this and really giving us two minutes of fight sequences? Come on, Warner Brothers. You know the issue. Oh, and just recently, you know, you know, you know, your reactionary thing is, oh, yeah, you waited 25 years 
to do a sequel to Space Jam that no one wanted. No one wanted this piece of crap sequel that's coming out in July. No one wants to see LeBron James be such a wuss and have to. Oh, I need to summon a team. I need to summon a team of Superman, Iron Man, because I'm I'm a I'm a wuss. And while Michael Jordan won with Zach, um, 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 Newman and Bill Murray, that's what the team that the Michael Jordan was able to win. And yet, and then, oh, and your your whole oh, we need to get rid of Pepe Le Pew and that stuff. Yet you would you do have in the trailer images of the clockwork orange people are in your trailer of space jam seriously no one wanted a freaking sequel to this you're being reactioning like this i hope this movie flops to prove that no one cared about space jam like like the first space jam wasn't the best wasn't a masterpiece but did it warrant a sequel 25 years later no what's the next thing to do you're gonna force disney to do a sequel to cool runnings no Nobody wanted a Space Jam, but yeah, we need to do Space Jam. I'm like, no. And and like, like again, you're ripping off Ready Player One. Ready Player One was great, and that's what it made sense. Not having the Iron Giant for the sake of having the Iron Giant where it doesn't make sense for the plot, just because all the characters want to watch the game. No. Like, come on, Warner Brothers. Get your head out of your ass. You're like Disney right now. You see... For me, with Kong and everything, I'm this is based off of what I said and when we did the review. I felt like that wasn't Warner Brothers with their hands in the jaw or anything like that. That's just me and my personal perspective on it. But because of the fact that we got every single one of those scenes that we got in the trailer and everything, I feel like that they gave us exactly what was in the trailer. It was just not the movie that we had, were anticipating on because of the fact that it showed us more monsters fighting. But they did give us every single thing that was in the trailer, which is something that I can respect. But at the same time, it was also a letdown because of the anticipation level that we were both on expecting something out of it. Um, the whole entire Space Jam thing, though, too, myself, it's not a masterpiece of a film. The first one's definitely not a masterpiece of the film. You actually have Michael Jordan, who retired twice and everything. And the other time, too, he was also going through base whenever he was going through his baseball career and his baseball career was not the greatest. And then he winds up coming back out of retirement for the second time. And then that's when you decided to go ahead and make a very first space jam movie. It was very memorable. You actually have the cartoon characters and everything else that we fell in love with 25 years later. It's too, too late. I feel like I'm, I feel like that it's too little, too late. I don't feel like there was any need to even put any of your Warner Brothers properties inside this movie at all. I've heard rumors that Stephen King's It is going to be in this movie, maybe as a referee, maybe as an audience member or something around that area. And for them to just incorporate their Warner Brothers properties and to basically, if this is where all your budget went towards, was finding the special effects to put certain things in that trailer just for the sake of having those characters in there without any involvement with LeBron or any type of things to anticipate us on, then this movie's not any good. I'm, I'm, and here's the thing. I don't hope for a movie to feel or anything like that. I want a movie to see as much as the next person. It's just from a trailer out, uh, output and everything. When we did our trailer reaction, I was let down with the whole entire Space Jam uh, legacy thing as well. And like you said, 
you had Bill Murray in this movie. You actually had the guy who played Newman, who was also part of Seinfeld and everything during that time. And now you don't have those go-to people anymore like you used to back in the 90s where you can actually go to uh, th to those kind of actors or whatever. And not only that, but even basketball players now have changed. It used to be Michael Jordan, Scotty Pittman, Dennis Rodman in the 90s. Then you also have Patrick Ewing, who actually had other basketball players that you can actually use for your universe that you're trying to create. And that's where they came up with the idea for Space Jam because they actually had the faces of the basketball associations. You actually had, for example, Patrick Ewing. You actually had um, the other guy from the Charlotte Hornets and everything at that time as well. Then you also have Michael Jordan. You have these special people with those special talents, and then they're putting into that basketball for them to actually win. This was just a total letdown on that part. Because on this on this uh, area right now for the for the legacy of um, of Space yeah. Jam. Like, I mean, the other basketball players they have in there, like, they're good players, but th th would they be, like, legacy? Like, Clay Thompson is supposed to be one of the guys on the Goon Squad. But Clay Thompson's, like, been dealing with injuries for a while now on the Golden State Warriors. Damian Willard, Portland hasn't done anything lately. I mean, I, mean, I forgot who else is. But having it in your movie when it's supposed to be a kid movie, it's going to scare the crap out of kids. Like, even technically seeing the clockwork orange people are going to scare the crap out of kids because they're not hap they're not friendly people and having them front and center, like in the, in the background as one of the, the people watching the game, come on and have game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is not a kid's show and to have them promoted as a world in the space jam in like in this network universe. No, not, like, like none of the, none of nothing from game of Thrones is for kids. It's not a kid thing, but you're promoting it as it is. Like, come on. Like, Ready Player One was not a kid movie. That was a PG-13 movie. And yet there's a lot of similarities between, oh, yeah, um, we need we need Warner Brothers. Let's uh, let's re let's make let's let's redo Ready Player One again, which you shouldn't because that was a great movie to begin with. And let's let's just reuse the stuff they used for this movie. Just because even it doesn't make sense. Nah, let's just do it. And I think, like I said, the problem, like why I think Warner Brothers got was too handsy with Gone, is people knew we didn't want the humans, but they didn't care. They put the humans in there anyway, knowing that we know, know when we watched the trailer, there was this deep inclination. We knew the humans are going to be front and center of this movie. I knew it. Like I said, I got a feeling that they were going to do it because they haven't they haven't stirred away from it from the get go, and that's the third movie. If they really wanted to do a perfect blend, Skull Island, perfect example, was how they perfectly blended the humans and the monsters. That's the perfect, well, not perfect, but the best, close to perfect example of monsters, like, best, like, transition from, like, chemistry, or not chemistry, like, screen time, similar amounts. Right. And like, the same screen with humans and yeah. also with the fighting and everything with the uh, yeah. monsters. And like I said, and then like on Warner Brothers, uh, you kept promoting it, uh, Godzilla or that, but yet the movie that you didn't flush out how to go, how did Kong get into the facility? How did I don't know? How did why does Godzilla hate Kong? Do you bother to fill any of this stuff out? No, because you just you just kept promoting it. monsters, monsters fighting. There was not much, and then like Godzilla was only in the movie for like twenty minutes. It's an hour. Another thing. 
too is I sent you an article about the uh, James Wan stuff though too. Yeah. Um. That yeah. I want to touch on. Yeah. I know um, I touched on it a little bit, but I want to go into a little bit more detail with it. Yeah. The trench one I was like kind of intrigued on because I was I wanted to right. learn more about that. Um. You see, you want to know the trenches and everything. Read uh the new fifty one Aquaman because that's where the Jason Momoa version yeah. comes from. Is the new fifty one. Okay. And the trenches are actually part of that universe, and that's what James Wan was trying to do, was trying yeah. to implement that. Um, but yeah, like I said, I mean, that one was the one I was probably intrigued on. The um, I don't I wasn't really keen on Ava DuVernay's. Um, I'm not really a huge fan of her director. I mean, she did, I think she, she, she did one Disney movie that was a huge flop, was A Wrinkle in Time. Um, yep. she directed that one. I heard that one was like a huge bomb. Like it was very bad. So I'm like, I was very like hesitant with her as a director. I mean, she's made some not great stuff, but then again, like I said, I didn't even know she was directing the movie, to be honest. That's, that's how little Warner Brothers was promoting this stuff. I think if I had to choose between the one, like new gods or the trench, honestly, I'd probably be interested in the trench. Right. And here's the thing. Mm. But like I said, I wanted see the trenches because of the fact they had James Wan attached to it who's a horror director and the trenches is the most horrifying monsters beneath the ocean floor that you can actually get and James Wan is the perfect one to do something horror related like that aside from Andre Muschietti which I think would be another good fit for for him to do something like that because look what he did with it but when you look at James Wan Number one, they're not going to interfere with James Wan because James Wan is a cash cow. He, they're, he, they know that people are going to go see this movie. They know that people are going to go on ahead and spend that money into the theaters to go and see. But, but like I said, the trenches is one of my favorite things about Aquaman, and I feel like the three for three. If you actually think about it, whenever you look at the DCU universe, you have Shazam, you have Aquaman, and One Woman. You have three characters that are three for three in the DCU universe, while you actually have two other characters who are not really received well, especially the cracking of the neck of Zod. But I understood why Superman had to kill Zod. And and to me, it was actually needed. I felt like that I understood why they did it, but it was still controversial to the point that it caused a division among film fans and critics. Same thing with the DCU. It also split that up. So there's that as well. But still, you have positive word of mouth now with Zack Snyder, with all, everything that uh, he's done with this extended universe. Whenever you look at um, the, this Justice League movie that just hit for four hours and everything, and it was perfect. Everything was needed that was there. There was no questions, no no unanswered questions or anything like that. It all connected co- cohesively together. I really felt like that it. It needed to be that long in order for us to get some type of backstory yeah. and everything. But, you know, Warner Brothers needs to get their heads out of their asses and stop being reactionary whenever it, when it comes down to it. Because, like I said, I was, I was just holding out hope. I was just holding out hope. Okay, what happens if a movie ha- is a slow burn kind of movie where it doesn't really make that much money, but then you start talking about it? And then, get this, positive word of mouth happens. And that movie winds up being a box office number one. That's what happened with Edge of Tomorrow. That's what happened with the John Wick movie and everything. Because John Wick was not even, get this, John Wick was not even promoted 
until maybe a week or three days before the actual release date of John Wick. Guess what? Everybody went out to see John Wick and positive word of mouth got around. And guess what? It became the number one movie of that summer. And then they did sequels because it made money because they told them, hey, look, there's an audience for this. That's what Warner Brothers needed to do with this. There's positive word of mouth going on. There's that, and it's good traction going on. What well, we need to go on ahead here, why the iron is hot, and yeah. that's what I thought was going to happen. I was wrong. It's not going to be the first time that I'm wrong about anything, but I'm hoping that because the Wayne the Rock Johnson's actually going out there wanting it to be done right with uh, finishing off the Snyderverse. Yeah, and then you also have other actors that's glamoring for it. Maybe Warner Brothers might wake the hell up, but Maybe. then. Uh, you also have now they're actually to me this is just them trying to cover stuff up because of the fact they're xing everything out. Think of it like this: they're soft rebooting the Suicide Squad, which is a soft reboot, which also tells me that they're trying to kill off everything that they're doing with the DCEU and focus on new ways of telling stories. And then also too, they're bullshitting their ways around everything by saying. Oh, guess what? Instead of us doing Flashpoint, because I, I bet two to one, in a couple of weeks or a month or so, Anthony Muschietti is no longer going to be attached to The Flash again. There's not going to be a director that's going to be for The Flash. And Ezra Miller is not going to be attached to The Flash anymore either. And that Flashpoint movie is going to be no more. And that's because of the fact that they're putting, these, putting a new universe together and calling it Earth 3. And therefore, they're going to say, oh, you know, the DCEU universe with Jason Momoa, Gal Gadot, and Ray Fisher, and Ben Affleck and everything? Guess what? That's no more. We're putting that off to the side. We're just going to call this Earth 3 and everything. So that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the fact that they're Xing all these other things out and putting that in. I don't think, do they're, think? I don't think they're necessarily doing that. I think, like I said, they're already Aquaman 2 is happening. I mean, because that was a huge success, and that they're not dropping that because um, they already confirmed that they're doing Aquaman too. Yeah, but they also confirmed um, that they're doing uh, the Flashpoint movie too. That one and still also- works. I mean, they still they're. I think they're filming that now. I think they're like that when they're they're in the process of filming that now because they just they just had like the dad dropped out. Um, right. Um, like I said, they already announced that the uh, uh, on Earth Two is technically where Robert Pattinson's Batman is. Um, obviously, I mean, I think it's supposed to be out next year. Aquam, uh, the Flash is next year, next November. Um, so I really don't think it, that director would be dropping out this early. Um, let me see. Um, but also, too, I, if they're going to go that route, and let's just say, for instance, that Flashpoint does happen, you know, that's actually a perfect way to actually introduce Earth-3, then you can do away with the, the other parts of the DCU. But at the same time, though, I, to me, I like the very... Uh, here's the thing. I liked the first Wonder Woman movie. I thought it was really good. The second movie, not so much. I thought there was really big plot holes. Then again, you're going to have plot holes no matter what. But I really thought there was some bad execution with certain things that happened in that movie. I didn't like the design for the uh, cheetah makeup or anything like that with the CGI, but that's a little small stuff. I also felt like there was like a part in the mall where it was like Wonder Woman on ice. And then there's also some other stuff within that Wonder Woman 1984 that I really didn't care for. 
but I was rooting for the fact that it was going to be good. And it wasn't as good as the first movie, but I still say that Warner Brothers is three for three when it comes down to their DC EU properties. Whenever you look at Shazam, when you look at um, Aquaman, and then of course when you look at Wonder Woman, those are your three heavy hitters. Yeah. Um. So apparently they're gonna like this article came out in January. Um. It says put the Flash like again Rocky, but the Flash will begin. Um. Filming on the Flash will begin in the United Kingdom at Warner Brothers Studios. Uh, Levis Den on April 26th because they're already somebody. Um, the uh, Mushinetti and his sister and producing partner Bobby uh, Barbara Mushinetti has already arrived in the UK ready to begin bring the Flash to the big screen. So that one, I mean, we're okay. we're about 23 days and they're going to start filming this. So right, I know that Shazam two is going to be happening and also Black Adam, but not necessarily. You don't really need to actually have um. Gal Gadot or Ray Fisher or anything like that in that universe or anything like that. They can just make it separate just for that, uh, for the Black Adam movie and for Shazam. So, really, they don't need to have those characters connect with their characters unless it's going to be Gal Gadot. That'll be the only one that I can actually see being a part of that universe because she's a goddess. She's an Amazonian uh, goddess. Yeah. But um, that's just me speculating that they might not even go through with some of the other projects that they might actually X if they are going to be filming the uh, Aquaman and then also to the, who knows, they might actually just keep these, uh, the flash movie, the gods movie, uh, not the gods movie, but um, Chazam yeah. two yeah. And, the, and stuff like that. They might just keep that um, and just forget about everything else. So um, I, I want as Suicide Squad comes out August sixth. The Batman is next March twenty twenty two. Ad Black Adams July 29, twenty twenty two. Um, they said the rest of the Justice League will unfold on November fourth, twenty twenty two, which will usher in a new wave of interconnected DC stories throughout twenty twenty two, twenty thirty three. With Aquaman two, so potential Aquaman two might be out next year as well. So I mean, they're gonna be probably filming that soon. Um, Shazam is June second, twenty twenty three. Then they got Blue Beetle, Supergirl, Green Lantern Corpse, and Static Shock. So again, and then additionally, the development is underway on previously announced titles: Superman, Zatanna, uh, Z- uh, and Wonder Woman three. Um, but yeah, the Green Lantern Corp is going to actually be on HBO Max. It's yeah. going to be a TV series for that. Yeah. Um, but I'm also excited for Blue Beetle, though. To be honest with you, I'm excited about yeah. that. So they said it's supposed to start filming for Aquaman 2 this June um, with the mysterious working title Necros. Hmm. That's um, going to be interesting. So yeah, James Wan, um, sequel of the movie starring Jason Momoa, um, was quickly announced to be released by the end of 2022. Um, so, and then I think they're working on the, ca- the, the, ca- the cast for it now. But obviously, if, it, if that one's going to start filming... In the summer, that means, like I said, I think like Shazam. I'm not worried about they're, that. They're already continuing working on it because they just hired hired um, Helen Mirren to join the cast for that. So I'm not Shazam. I'm not worried about um, Flash. We're 23 days away from it starting to film, so I'm not too concerned. Like Barry Allen's dad is interchangeable. He's in prison. Nothing's going to change with that. So You know, I wouldn't mind if they got, like, the father from the TV series, because I felt like his character really connected with me more than what yeah. Barry's um, 
that version of Justice League. Because if you can actually make me cry on a father-son level on a TV show when it comes down to that scene, you're doing something right with that character. I don't care how many times I've seen that uh, that meme of uh, Barry Allen visiting his father in prison. There's a little time I go back to that scene. I start, waterfalls start happening. <laughs> so yeah, um, but I'm like I said, I mean, I'm. We'll see what happens with the other stuff, but I think I think we're this close. I think the Flash is happening. Um, I don't know what else what Warner Brothers would do. I mean, like I said, but I mean the fact that like like you said, there's different Earths. So and then they said Ben Affleck's character is going to have be a huge part to the Flash movie. So that's that's something to look that. But a lot of this, a lot of DC movies is next year. I mean, yeah, that that's the thing. This year's this year seems to be Marvel. Even technically next year is Marvel too. There's a lot of 2022 well, movies. Not but. so much Marvel though, if you think about it, because think of it like this: Marvel stuff has been basically on a smaller screen. Yeah, and but I'm talking like movies. You got like right. big movies. I, mean, I, I get what you're saying, but this is me, I, and we can go back to it and everything too. But I feel like this: like all the Marvel stuff that we've been getting is just on a smaller screen on a smaller scale. We are getting a Black Widow movie coming out this month. That's like the only DC property that we're getting so far. Well, yeah. So, like, so we got Falcon. That then we don't have anything in May. June we got Loki. July right. is Black Widow. September is a Shun Chi. Um, legend that that which might have ties to Falcon and Winter Soldier. So those two movies right there. November we got Eternals. December we got Spider Man, so there's right. that, and then in 2022 is um, I'm pretty sure the um, yeah Thor is in 2022, um, right. Doctor Strange I think is in 2022. Um, but let's see here. This is what I was trying to go with was the fact that while Marvel is doing their rebuilding with their building blocks, this is the chance for DC to shine through their movie universe. And everything. Forget about catching up. You're never going to catch up to Marvel or anything like that. No. Their job is right now just to get some of the garbage that we've been re- getting and everything with certain things and make a good movie and everything without the involvement of the executives. And uh, that's pretty much the only goal that they can set right now is the fact, okay, Marvel's done with all their phases. They're still having those building blocks. Yes, they're pushing out content, but it's not as heavy as it was during all those other phases. So therefore, while they're rebuilding, we can start pushing out our content and everything, and hopefully fans will flock to it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like I said, DC's just, I mean, DC's in a rut right now. I mean, like I said, they're not coming out with TV, and they're not coming, they just came out with Justice League, and that's about it until we're next year. So there's nothing right. else big from them. Well, they they had Wonder Woman. That was end of the last year, beginning of this year, which was back in December. Yeah, yeah. And both Justice League and Wonder Woman are the highest on HBO Max. Like Wonder Woman's the highest ever Justice League highest viewed in the like the opening time period. Um, um, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, and then that, and then next year it's not going to get any easier for DC. Yeah, DC's got a bunch of those movies out. But Marvel's got a lot of big ones too. I mean, I just saw Doctor Strange is in March, and then then May, 
Thor. Then I think, and I think, and then I saw Black Panther two was in July. Then, then I think, then I saw Captain Marvel was one of them. Um, that was November of 2022. Um, there might be other ones too, and then they said potentially Blade twenty twenty two, but that's probably gonna be later. But there's some pretty other, and then I'm, yeah, and I think uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. There might be other ones that come out in twenty twenty two, but I mean that's all I got right now. But there's some pretty big ones like in the span of three months that Marvel's got Doctor Strange and Thor. Those are gonna be big ones, right? So, so I mean I don't know. We'll see what DC's got. I mean, like I said, you got all those movies, so they they got a hit on at least all of them, right? I mean, I'm like, like, oh, well, next year you got the Batman going up against Doctor Strange. I'm go. I probably like if I had the book, like I said, I think I could see DC moving that one out because Doctor Strange too is probably going to make a lot more money than the Batman, to be honest. I could see that in a way because I know that Batman draws in the crowd, but you also have, you know, you have Doctor Strange. You have him in a nightmare kind of situation. And it's the continuation of Spider-Man. And we got right. multiverse because right. Spider-Man is going to kick it off in December and that's going to spark the multiverse. And you got Sam Raimi directing Doctor Strange 2. Sam Raimi's good at not only just comic book movies, but the horror elements. So there's going to be some scary elements. So you got that built-in crowd because people that watched WandaVision knows that there's going to be continuation from WandaVision into Doctor Strange. And they, they, that's what they've been announcing, that if you need to watch WandaVision, they keep, pick up on the stuff. And we haven't seen anything from the Batman since the last trailer that came out. And I, like I said, I'm interested. I mean, I'm intrigued at what Robert Pattinson is going to do. But everybody else in it, I don't like the casting for Black, for Cat, Catwoman. I don't think that one's going to be that, that. That was a great of a choice. I don't think they should have had Catwoman in this because we got a good Catwoman. That was Anne Hathaway in The Dark Knight Rises. I don't think we need to keep seeing different itinerations of Catwoman. Cat, yeah, that we're seeing of Batman. Like, I mean, like I said, and then sure, Colin Farrell might be good as the Penguin, but... I mean, I don't know. That one, that one's just got, and it's not going to be like cut and dry Batman. It's supposed to be more of a detective movie. So I could see that one being R rated. Right. And not only that, but we're also dealing with the Riddler in this one, though, too. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That one's got a lot of question marks on it. And I don't know. Like I said, I mean, I don't know if, like I said, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm not glad it's the main Batman universe. It's a separate one. Um, because, like I said, I mean, I saw the trailer, him punching the guy. Sure, that was cool. I need to see more because I'm, I'm personally not impressed. Yeah, this is going to be your year one Batman, but from uh, and everything by the looks of it, especially the car, it's going to be a year one Batman. So that's actually part of the comic bo- books line, though, too, where he does accidentally kill somebody. Yeah, because he doesn't know exactly what he's going to do with being Batman. And I think from then on, after he kills that person, that's when he winds up being the Cape Crusader that we know and everything. But the Anne Hathaway one was good, don't get me wrong, but it was also about realism when it came down to the Christopher Nolan movies. 
Yeah. This well, I wasn't talking with... about the whole movie in general. There's been a lot. There's some flaws with the movie. I just liked her portrayal of Catwoman. Yeah, her portrayal was good. Yeah, that's what I like. That's why I said we don't need another Catwoman in this year one thing. And like I said, I don't think the casting was great for it, to be honest. That's just me personally. I'm not a huge right. fan of hers. I don't and... think she fits the personality as Catwoman. But and... we also haven't seen her act in anything, though, either. We haven't seen her act in any movies. I've seen her in quite a, a couple other ones, and she's yeah. not. Yeah, she was in that. I think that Zoe Kravitz. I think she was in. She was in that that one that one movie with Scarlett Johansson about the uh, the the uh, the bride to be, like the uh, bachelor oh, okay. party. She was, she was one of the friends in that one. Um, she was kind of annoying in that, and I think she would. She might have been in that uh, Death Proof. No, not Death Proof. I don't think she was in that. It was somebody mm-hmm. else. Like I keep getting her and Zoe Bell mixed up. <laughs> Zoe Bell's fine. Um, Zoe Kravitz is. I don't know. I just like I don't. I think she's just annoying. Now with the penguin thing, I did hear that they are going to give makeup, put makeup on Colin Farrell. Yeah, that one I'm because intrigued. Yeah. Like Colin Farrell. So he might play the penguin. Yeah, because but from what I heard was, and I forgot who saw the makeup, but there was he was in one of the trailers getting um, some actor was in a trailer, and he happened okay. to see the penguin makeup, and there is actual penguin makeup and the transformation of the penguin that we know from the comics that Colin Farrell's going to be. So he's not going to be Colin Farrell outside the makeup. So you are going to have some special effects with that. So that's something that I can actually appreciate the fact that you are going to get a transformation with. Um, Colin Farrell as as the Penguin as Oswald well, uh, Cobblepot. So yeah, um, I mean, I think he will be good as that. I think Don Turturro would be fine as Carmine. I'm, I'm interested in Jeffrey White as James Gordon. Me too. Um, I like him. I like him as an actor. Andy Circus as Pennyworth Alfred Pennyworth. That's gonna he's, be interesting. <laughs> he's creepy. Um, so I don't that. Um, I mean, like. We'll see. Like I think, I think Colin Farrell will probably be the highlight of this movie. Um, we'll see. Um, some other movies Zoe Kravitz was in. She was she was in the Fantastic Beast movie. Um, I think she played Lita Lestrange. Um, Lestrange and yeah, she was not really <laughs> memorable in that one. To be honest, that's just me. She also voiced Catwoman in the Lego Batman movie, which is it's an anime movie, so it's hard to tell. Um, she also voiced, uh, um, she voiced Mary Jane Watson and, and the Sp- into the Spider-Verse. Again, it was just a voice. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not really keen on her as Selena Kyle. When I found out that she was it, I was like, oh, really? I was kind of disappointed that she, she was Catwoman. Cause I think there could have been other, like kind of wanted to see like other people portray Catwoman. Um, there could have been a, a lot of other better choices, but that's just my personal opinion. Okay. So, is there anything else that you wanted to add as far as the topic or anything else goes? No. Um, I'm just expecting a lot. Maybe, like, hopefully we get some the, the heavy hitters. Wonder Woman will seize to be determined if they're going to be a heavy hitter. They have, they've been two, like, one hit and one semi-check mark not fully a check mark. It was like in between better than the first, but not great. 
Um, so we'll see what Wonder Woman 3 does. They really need to make it present. Like, I'm tired of the past stuff. From Like, you've done the past, the last two movies. Make it present. Make it correlated to what's going on. I'm tired of the past. Let's 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 get and then have her fight real people. Like like I said, have her have more fight sequences, more action, not melodramas. Like I'm tired of this melodrama crap. Like like let get on with it. Um, <laughs> like I know Aquaman two is gonna be great. Aquaman one the visually was like really cool looking. It was like yeah, Aquaman one was great. Shazam was fantastic. It was funny. And like I'm excited to see where that continues, and of course I'm excited for Black Adam, and um, I'm mm-hmm. excited to see see that. Um, so hopefully, hopefully they they can get some more hits, but until, until, I'll believe it when I see it. Okay, well that's gonna be it for the show and everything. I hope everybody did enjoy it. Um, basically, I'm just gonna go on here and jump off of you for a minute. Uh, I am excited for Black Adam. I'm excited for Shazam 2. I'm excited for some of the other stuff in the DC properties and seeing what they have in store for us. I'm hoping that the Warner Brothers does learn from their mistakes and that the fact that they don't need to put their hand in the cookie jar anymore and let the artists do their jobs. Because that's like me hiring a painter to do my house. And then the painter is doing their job. And I'm saying, oh, no, no, no. You're doing that wrong. Let me show you how to do the job that I hired you to do. So that's what I feel like that the executives are doing. Another thing, too, guys, is this. You want to go on ahead and subscribe and like to our channel. And also, too, go on ahead and rate us on the audio podcast at Apple Podcasts. And you can get this episode and many other episodes on the audio podcast, wherever you guys get your podcast at. Also, too, if you want to donate to the page, how do you do that? You just go on ahead, go to www.gofundme.com forward slash movie podcast and donate a couple of dollars towards us with that. Show us some love. Also, too, underneath the same brand at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite, you can follow us at, there on Facebook. And also, too, on Instagram and, of course, on Pinterest. You can also follow me on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit. And also, too, underneath the same name on Stereo at Movie Lovers Unit over there. If you want to get in touch with me, all you have to do is email me at MovieLoversUnite at gmail.com. And then, of course, for all your entertainment needs and wants, just go to www.MovieLoversUnite.com. And always until next time, guys, it's been real, it's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. Also, too, tomorrow's Easter. So we're not going to be doing a show tomorrow. Spend time with your family if you guys don't have the families or whatever. Go on ahead and check us out on on the YouTube channel or on the audio podcast. Tell us what you think about the show. Give us some love. Give us a thumbs up. Smash that thumbs up. Smash that share button. And always until next time, guys, bye-bye.